Hello readers, welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Cursed Dragon Ship Publishing. Our guest this week is Jay Boyce, award-winning author and dice dragon. As a member of SIFWA, Jay won the Warriors and Wizards Award for Best New Lit RPG Author in 2019. And she's an editor turned author who collects all the shiny things and is well known as a dice dragon. Nocturnal by nature, you can find her scouring the country for all the best books and games. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. That's me. <laughs> Yay! Welcome, Jay. Welcome, welcome. How are you this evening? I am good. I'm, I'm a little brain dead, so I apologize if I like zone for a little second after any questions like if it just takes me a bit to think about them because <laughs> hey i'm impressed because you just turned in a book right i just turned in just my book turned so. in. i you know i think i it's impressed that you can even think at all after doing that you know they, they say to take a few days afterwards to kind of like decompress and so i've basically been playing stardew valley all day with my brother <laughs> <laughs> i love stardew valley but after it's i made so grandpa fun. happy i was like what do i do now it's, I, I, I let him take care of all the farming, and then I just go play in the mine. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, the mine was endless frustrating to me. I enjoy it. I mean, it, it gets frustrating when you die. I try not to do that. Oh, well, you're a much better player than I am. I, I Dying is my MO. It doesn't really matter what I'm playing. It just kind of is what I do. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's it's kind of inevitable at some points, but in multiplayer, I can't just be like, oh, no, this day didn't happen. Whoops. <laughs> I actually have to deal with the consequences. It's a little bit more frustrating when I have to deal with the consequences instead of just being like, eh, restart this day. <laughs> just do it again. Gosh, doggone it. Uh, yeah, falling asleep in the mine. It was always like, I just need one more level. If I can get to one more level and just get one those more. stairs, one more. No, it's actually the only, I, I, I'm actually really good about getting back on time because I use the totems. But um, the thing that really gets me is when they start suddenly, it's like, oh, swarm of enemies. And then I'm just like, ah, oh, crap. Like, You're like, I seriously, wasn't, I was about to go to bed. Um, <laughs> To the question in the comments, I do not wear contacts. I refuse to ever, I can't touch my eyes. Yeah, the real salties asked, do we prefer glasses or contacts? So Jay, Jay has answered, no, it must be glasses. Um, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even normally wear my con my glasses at my computer either to see far, but it's my mm. brand. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm. If you see me at a con, I actually need them to see the audience. <laughs> so I can respond to viewer questions. Yes. Yes. Yep. No, I, I prefer glasses. So it's just easier. I also I'm have just like lazy. 30 different pairs of like cute glasses because oh. I wore the shiny things. So like I switch them out depending on my outfit and stuff. So, you know, like glasses are, there are fashion accessories at this point. <laughs> no, awesome. I mean, we would all prefer neither, but yeah, we would. I would prefer to be able to see, but that's not a problem. We're actually talking when, when, you know, one of the common questions we get with us writers, right, is, you know, what would you do in the apocalypse? You know, what's, I'm like, well, the first die. thing I would have to do, yeah, I would die. That's, that's what would happen. I would die. But um, I have to, how would you prepare, right? I'm like, well, I need lots of glasses. I'm going to have to have a bag full of glasses because they break. I am now blind and useless. Oh, I wow. need my glasses. At least in most of the, like, the lit RPG apocalypses, there mm -hmm. is a, um, 
Uh, I can't. I lost the word. But there's healing. Oh, so you can fix them. Yeah. So you fix them, and then you don't need them anymore. Like, there's a correctionary action that usually happens. And so, like, with, like, Ryan DeBrun's books in Ether Apocalypse, like, he's got a timer on, hey, this system is now fixing all of your ailments and stuff. And he got this list of, like, all of the things that were wrong with his body. And he's like, oh, this makes so much sense. He's like, I didn't even know that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, literally. And I'm just like, oh, what I wouldn't give for a healing spell that would just fix all of the things that I can't explain are wrong. Right? It's kind of why we write fantasy, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. So I will say that I did not know you were an you were an editor. So what made you switch from editing to writing? Um, so what happened was when I was like 10 years old, I wanted to be a writer. And I was like writing this series and I was I was writing fanfic. I started writing fanfic when I was 10. Yep, a lot of us did, yeah. Um, I had this whole book series planned out. <laughs> and I was writing it, and I was just never happy with it, ever, ever. So I kind of moved So you were a writer. <laughs> I, I, I was a writer, kind of, but I moved away from it in college, and I mm. started studying editing. Um, and I didn't really get super deep into editing until... Um, I got introduced to the web novel translation community. <laughs> and so there are all of these novels being translated from Japan Japanese and Chinese and Korean into English. Oh. Uh, and I had somebody had posted on my Facebook. They gave, they sent me a post of a a clip for a an anime. And I was like, "Oh, that looks like fun. I should I should watch that." I don't really watch a lot of things, but it it piqued my interest. Um, and so I, I went to go watch it, and they're like, coming out in two years! <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> I was so angry! And then I found out it was based on a Chinese book, or a Chinese web novel that was being translated. And I started to go, and I started to read it. You're like, I, I need the story so, now. I was so pissed off at how crappy the editing was. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I can do a better job than this. I have actually been studying English and editing in, in college. Um, and I, I applied and I started doing editing for the translators for a couple different novels because I was just so annoyed. You're like, you translate it and I'll fix it. <laughs> And that's literally what it is. And I, there are certain translators that I refuse to work with because they did really sh crappy jobs. <laughs> oh, you can curse. It's okay. <laughs> they did really terrible jobs, though. And and so I was just like, I don't want to. It's it's more effort than it's worth to work with you. So no. So no. And then of course, um, I, I, my brother and I are are big nerds, and anything that he reads, he that he wants to talk to someone about, he makes me read so that he can talk to me about it. <laughs> um, and so he he stumbled on this lit RPG book and he made me start reading that. And then he started writing a book and I was editing for him. And um, I had this conversation with my roommate and she was like, I lose a dream every night. Ooh. So like I, every time I go to you sleep, mean if you I, sleep. Up, <laughs> I wake up from a dream. This is why I don't sleep very much partially because I don't ever want to wake up when I do because I, I want to finish the dream. Makes sense to me. Um, so I I was telling her about that and she's like, well, you should write down your ideas. And I was like, no, that would fill novels. 
no, no, that's okay. Um, that night I went to sleep and I had this really cool dream about this ability. And I was like, I should write this. And so I started writing it thinking that, you know, like most writing projects, I would be sick of it in about a week. Mm -hmm. In three weeks, I had the book one done. Oh, nice. And it, it just spoke to a, you. It needed it, to be a, written. I had a contract, too. I, I not only had book one done, but I had a contract mm -hmm. to publish it on Amazon. And I was just like, okay. Like, I guess this is this is my life now. I better make this happen. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. So, well, that kind of explains then if you, you know, have these lucid dreams, it kind of explains why you were attracted to lit RPG. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a gamer. So, like, it's, I like, I I really like statistics, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. And I am one of those people who I, I keep track. Like, even if I'm reading other people's lit RPG books, I have a spreadsheet open and up. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm tracking <laughs> stats. And if they're friends with me, I send it to them afterwards. Like, like these are your mistakes. It's the editor in me that will not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, somebody's got to keep track of it, right? I mean, they should have. So it's good you're checking it. I mean, they, they should have their own spreadsheets. Spreadsheets are a lit RPG author's best friend. And if they aren't keeping track, then there's a problem. And it's right? going to bug me. Then they should just be writing something else. <laughs> <laughs> they should just be writing general fantasy. If you don't want a spreadsheet... Go write fantasy or sci-fi, but don't write lit fantasy like they would. That's right. You had a question, what makes lit RPG unique from other sword and sorcery genres? So I'm going to say spreadsheets. 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 <laughs> spreadsheets is the answer. Like, like that's, that's awesome. It's, it's spreadsheets. <laughs> Man, see, Zafo, that no wonder you like the lit RPG so much. He loves lit RPG. And I'm like, see, spreadsheets. That's why he loves it. It makes sense now. I get it. I love my very important internet spaceship spreadsheets in space yes he yes. plays eve he plays a lot of eve oh i yeah i can't i have so like i don't actually i'm not like a huge huge gamer i like i like little games but see the problem is i get addicted to games really really Me too. easily yeah that <laughs> so is i have exactly to limit my problem. what i play or mm -hmm. i will just not ever work <laughs> <laughs> maverick wants to know if he's a goon uh of course he is yes he is he absolutely is maverick no doubt and Florida Kevin wants to know, did you teach yourself to lucid dream or was it something that just happened? Um, so kind of a mix of both. So what happened was that like, um, I, I'm the daughter of a librarian. My mom, like I've been reading, I've been devouring books since I was a kid. And when I was going to sleep at night, you know, I did never like to just lay in bed. So I would start like inserting myself into the stories that I was reading. And so I would just, you know, kind of be going through them in my head. And over time that evolved into lucid dreaming. I'm not really 100% sure how. <laughs> well, if you started really young, I can see you don't remember exactly yeah. how. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like it's, it's been going for most of my life now. So like, I, I don't really know how I started. It's just, but that's how my mind works at this point. I think it's probably really bad for me because I don't get like the REM sleep like I do. <laughs> but they're fun. My dreams are fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Greg, it uh, seems like Greg Little is also a children of librarian. He says children of librarians represent. That's right. Represent. Both of my parents were librarians at one point. So, you know, I've got the double whammy. <laughs> you had no choice. 
I mean, destiny. And, words were destiny. That's why they birthed two authors. Come on. <laughs> the uh, castle says the spreadsheets for Siphon Book One were crazy. Jay, uh, that you would complain about the math every day. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, so up until I had book a, one in her series for those. It of was you. book one. Yes. Um, so up until I had a very nice fan who saved me from myself. <laughs> I was doing all of the siphon math by hand. Ooh. And I was individually doing every single siphoning that she she did. Um thank heavens for my wonderful fan who built me um a spreadsheet that I could just plug stuff in and it would give me the end result. <laughs> Once that happened, my life became so much easier. And I stopped spending like 40 hours on a spreadsheet Ooh. every time I had to do a status update. Yeah. It's it was like, crazy. I could be writing right now. <laughs> I could. I could. But uh, yeah, no, I spent so long on those first spreadsheets. And I still spend quite a while because I do still have to go through and I like, I roll for a lot of things. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it still takes me a while, but I'm not doing all of the hard, annoying math anymore. Which is lovely. Whatever relief you can get, right? You'll take it. You'll take it. Yes. That's awesome. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, the audience is complaining that there's so many cool authors and they are trying so hard to catch up on all the reading. <laughs> I mean, you, you know what? Us too. A lot of really cool people, so. Yeah, well, that's for you too, right, Jay? Like, we can't keep up with the reading, man. There's oh. just too much. Okay. I I. <laughs> Every time I go to a convention where I know I'm going to see my friends and stuff, I'm like, I'm going to try and read their books so that I, I always try and I normally make it through like three because I'm just like, I'm so crazy. But like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's bad. I I would love to be more on top of the reading in the genre, even just in my genre, but I just don't have the mental brain powers it's hard well you know Hugh Howie's coming to superstars right so I was like I need to read wool I've never read wool what is wrong with me oh my god it's so good I'm having so much fun oh really but that's it right you kind of prioritize what events am yeah. I going to okay I need to read these people now right yeah no it's exactly what it is it's like I want to be able to talk to these people about their books so I'm like mm-hmm. trying to read them and it's just like it piles up and yep. it gets overwhelming right yeah Ma- Magneto Mage is, is correct they said nothing says author like stacks to be read Oh yeah, no There's doubt. So many wonderful things in the world, and mm-hmm. I just don't have enough time. I, I need a time turner. Yes, so I can do. read. See, no, you said you don't sleep very much, but if I had a time turner, I would probably just take naps. So I'm not really sure it would be that useful for me. No, it would though, because then you would be able to use the normal time for non-naps, and like you would be more productive and like be more alert. Alert, yeah. So I, I feel like that would be a viable. I would definitely do it too. Yeah, <laughs> like I need a nap. Where's my time turner? <laughs> that, that would, I would absolutely do it. I no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, I think it would work. Um. Let's see. So your main character, Siphon, in Siphon, so that we talked about a little bit, um, mm-hmm. she's terminally ill and has been bedridden. Mm-hmm. Um, but upon her death, maybe, she's sucked into an, al- an uh, alternate world where she's not sick and she's free to move and walk and all those things she imagined while bedridden. Mm-hmm. What made you choose this kind of representation? Um, so, <clears throat> sorry. Um, at the time, um, 
I had actually just been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Mm. Um, and I was going through a whole lot of hell, honestly, mm. as I tried to change everything uh, about my life. Like I had to eliminate 99% of my diet because they said this is all what's making you, this is making you more sick. Oh no, autoimmune's the worst. Yeah. So it it was that was that was a big part of it. Um, I wanted someone. I so I I had been in a bunch of um, so I I used to work as um, a transcriber for university students working with deaf students. Um, and so I attended hundreds and hundreds of college courses in every major imaginable, mm. um, just going to whatever their majors and their classes were with them. Um, and I was in a medical class and one the teacher was, you know, kind of describing my autoimmune disease. And I kind of went, oh, that's my life. I should probably go get tested. You're like, wait, I have all of those symptoms. <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, and we have these similar problems in life. Okay, yeah, I'll go. I'll go get that checked out now. Thanks. Oh, wow, wow. Um, and if you keep your eyes and ears open, you never know what you'll learn. Yeah. So, like that 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 had been hitting me hard. Um, and I admit, I was really influenced by one of the web novels I was reading at the time, um, which is is called uh, "Crossing to the Future." It's not easy to be a man. Ooh, interesting. What a great title. It's 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 a fun book. Um it's it's kind of like a mech, a future mech. She crosses like to like super far in the future and she's got this AI in her head and mm-hmm. um but she's also got to pretend to be a boy to save her inherit like it's it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. It's super long and I have not finished it because I haven't I was at like three thousand chapters last I checked. So like Whoa. these web novels go on forever. Yeah. Wow. And so like I definitely haven't finished it, but it it, it kind of started off with that. Like she had had she was stuck in a hospital with no one. Um they like they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. And just with all of my hospital visits and all of the things like it it takes a while to figure out like what's wrong and even then sometimes you don't really ever know and like just my frustrations with hospitals and stuff all of that kind of combined like honestly jade is is me in an alternate situation family you know life um like i can't escape but you can Yes. And so that's, that's definitely part of like people, people read them and they're like, oh, I, I like, I, I'm always really afraid of some of my like close friends or childhood friends reading them. <laughs> Cause I'm like, Why? this is, this is more of an in, uh, insight into my brain that I necessarily wanted you ah, to have. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but it might explain so much for them. You have no it idea. Does. <laughs> it does. And so people are always like, yeah, I saw you doing that. Like I, I noticed this and I'm just like, awesome this is why (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah my fault yeah awesome no that's great but we need that representation so that that makes sense right and a lot of us are reading to escape and you know that's a real reason to escape so not just you know because i have to do the dishes that's a much more important reason to escape yeah and it's it's actually really it's it's been a fun experience like getting notes from fans and stuff about it just because a lot of them 
do see them like I've got a lot of of disabled fans or people who have mental anything really Mm -hmm. there's so many so many things that could get us down and a lot of people relate so much to it and I didn't I didn't honestly realize how important it would be at the time um but I gotta say this is probably one of my favorite things of being an author is just like people being like you made a difference like this has given me some joy in my life and like that more than anything else like or like there I get a lot of parents who write me um that they were able like my books were something that they were able to like read together with their kids like they their kids always didn't want to read what mom and dad were reading mm-hmm. but like they were able to read my books with them and that like created a connection point and like just things like that I'm like oh my gosh if I could be for some of these kids and families what my heroes were to me like that's mm-hmm. everything that's awesome making that goal it is so like those are those are my that's my favorite part of being an author is when I get those messages keeps you going when you have to make those deadlines and then your brain is mush (laughs) (laughs) I totally relate and I have to say your covers they reflect your personality not just the contents of your books like they're vibrant and alive and shiny and how much control did you have over them 100% really because you're published with Mountaindale right I am. So um, when I, (laughs) fun story. (laughs) Hey, we had Dakota on like a few weeks ago, so. I kind of went behind Dakota's back, honestly. Oh, oh. Um, So what happened was he had pitched this idea for me when when I signed with him. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. Like I had had just like my random paint shop job that I'd posted on Royal Road and like that was just from images I pulled from the internet so I was like yeah obviously we're not using this <laughs> um so Dakota had had pitched the scene that he thought would be a cool book cover and I was like oh yeah that that's like an iconic scene in the book like that would that would work mm-hmm. um and the artist tried three times and I kept sending it back because I hated it Oh, you're like, this I, is not working. It, it was not working. It was it was so dark and gloomy and it just mm. it was not conveying the tone of the book that I wanted. And so one of my fans on on Discord was like, well, have you ever thought of like maybe doing this? And I was like. That that could work, that that could work. <laughs> and so I went scouring through DeviantArt um, just looking for you can get artist. lost on there. I was looking for an artist who could draw glass really well, or and who like had the style that I was looking for, mm-hmm. and I found Sandara, and I was so so happy. Oh my gosh! I just I I love Sandara. I I got really lucky because she wasn't as big back then. Um, Obviously, she's done a Kickstarter now that's worth several million dollars. And, like, I'm just her little small potatoes. And I'm just, like, and you're, like, you can't leave me. <laughs> I literally, and, and and honestly, like, after I, I, so I got the cover from her. I got the art from her. And I went to Dakota. And I said, can we use this instead? <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> and, and so I literally handed him a completed cover. And it was, like, let's use this. And he's like, authors. Okay, whatever. <laughs> no, but he's like, oh no, yeah, no that, that works and it, it does fit. So he 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 accepted that it was the proper choice. And I have 
commissioned my own artwork ever since because <laughs> Dakota actually later contacted Sandara, not knowing that she was the one I had gotten to do my art. Okay, so this is the funny sport. He didn't actually know that she was my artist and he had contacted her and he was like, hey, like, do you want to start doing covers like with us? We'd like to contract you to do a certain amount of covers. And she's just like, no. And somehow you convinced her. But she'd already done my cover at that point. Oh, so she didn't want to do any more covers. She didn't want to do. I don't I I don't think because I don't think she wanted to do the consistency that he wanted her to do. He wanted like at least one a month and just, you know, it's a different ballgame, man, working for a publishing company. Yeah. You know, just being your free artist with your own deadlines. Yes. Mm -hmm. So she she does mine out of the kindness of her heart now because I know it's just small fries compared to her stuff. But like. I'm so grateful that she does it because, and it's, it's great because the newest one, by Greg, um, the newest one is actually, it's a dragon on the cover. So um, it matches really well with her Flamecraft campaign. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so exciting. So you have seen the final version. I haven't posted the final version anywhere. It's better. It's better. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think I just saw the preliminary you had up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, and and that was only in the author group. It hasn't gone anywhere public. Ooh, see, hanging out with authors, you get inside info, man. Inside yes. info. Yes. Yeah. Nathan, uh, Nathan, who is our guest next week, says, oof, cover art is tough. You ended up in a fabulous place. Yes. I yes, you did. did. Hi, Nate. Yes, you did. Um, and now I have to talk about your hair because this is part of like your signature, right? Yeah. So, and now I know right now you have your gorgeous blue dyed hair, but you also are famous for wigs of every color and every rainbow. Look at those. Look at those beautiful wigs. They're everywhere. I mean, that would just make me happy just having that color up. So, I, I, do, I do enjoy having it just in the room. Just, just, you know, until I have to dust it, then it wouldn't be. I, I've got about 80 of the, uh, more than 80 now. Holy <laughs> moly. Well, I wanted to know, what is it about these, these colorful wigs that make you so happy? Um, so it actually started, that was, it was a high school thing. Um, I had hair that was down to my butt, curly, curly. So it was actually more like almost down to Way longer if you straightened it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and I was considering donating it. Um, so what I did was I got a wig, a short wig. Mm-hmm. And I just put, I piled all my hair up into it. And then I put a hat on top of it because it didn't, like, the top of it was kind of crappy. It was just a cheap, it was so much hair. Uh-huh. It was a cheap wig. So I used the hat to kind of cover it up and just kept it, like, short. And I went around high school convincing everyone that I had cut, dyed, and fried my hair. Cut, straightened, dyed. And, and, and everybody was like, why is it so, like, shiny? And, and why does it feel like this? This doesn't feel like... I was like, oh, that's what happened with the, the dye and the straightening. It was really it, bad. It, it killed it, my it hair, just, man. It fried it. <laughs> and I went around convincing people for, like, two days that I had done this. And I just had so much fun doing it. <laughs> so much fun doing it. Um, and then... So I, I kind of, I only had a few that I would wear for like Halloween and stuff like that. Uh, in college, I kind I had a, a, a really good friend of mine had cancer um, and she went through chemo and lost all her hair. So she got these really nice wigs and I got them, I got some too, so that I could just, you know, have her. fun with her and, mm-hmm. and kind of that solidarity stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
after that, I don't really know how it, it blew up into the, it just kind of happened. Um, I, I started being like, oh, I want to wear them for Wigtober. I, I, I nicknamed October Wigtober. Why not? And I would just wear a different wig every day in Wigtober. Um, Cause I was like, I'm, I, I start when I only had like less than 30 at the time. So I, mm-hmm. you know, was cycling through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it exploded after that. And I figured out where to find like good cheap wigs that I could get. And once that happened, it, it just was over, it bloomed. And I'm just like, now I have, and, and one of the things I really actually, um, what I love about it and why I probably won't ever do my hair blue again. Mm-hmm is because as much as this made it really easy for people to figure out who I was at Dragon Con and all of the cons and pick me out of a crowd, mm-hmm. um, I am an introvert. <laughs> You're like, I'm trying not to be flashy. <laughs> so the, the nice thing about the wigs is that I can, it's kind of like it's my armor. I can put it on and A, it's a conversation starter. People will always come up and talk to me about the bright colors so I don't have to start a conversation so that that eliminates some of that that anxiety for me um the other thing is that usually if I'm starting to get my battery overwhelmed or run out of energy I can just take it off and vanish into a crowd so that is why I really love the wigs for cons especially and for when I'm going out to stuff like that is because that's kind of my it's my hey I'm in social mode Versus, let me take a step back and just fade. I'm grabbing coffee. Leave me alone. (laughs) Go away. Leave me alone. Well, you know, speaking of uh, very crowded places, uh, at Dragon Con one night at the Westin Bar, you were handing out six-sided dice. Look, I have some. They're right here. They're so pretty. Like, this one says Mountaindale on it. And so they're really pretty. I love them. And you make these, right? So I had Chessex making them. Oh, okay. Uh, I just I just put in a giant order through Jessex. Um, <laughs> I I do make my own dice. I haven't uh-huh. recently um, because there is this um, this mold system that's coming out or that that came out. It was a Kickstarter,ed and mm-hmm. I missed the Kickstarter, so I'm waiting for them to open it up to g- general public orders because I realized that instead of like making crappy generic whatevers, mm-hmm. I could have and make dice that have the font that I want and mm-hmm. also with my logos and things like that so I have put my dice making on hold until I can get those molds custom made mm-hmm. and then I can like have because also with Chessex they would only do mm-hmm. the d6s and they would only do pips oh. and I hate d6 I hate pips first of mm. all I hate pips and I wanted the full range like the seven dice mm-hmm. and so without having that like I that's why I I put that on hold for now but I I did see I'm like I'm a dice person I'm the dice dragon like of course I want to have dice to give away and so that it was kind of a perfect storm of yeah I'm or I want merchandise to give away that people aren't just gonna like throw away at the end so we still have them um the uh Yes, Magneto Mage says that you should be called uh, Dice and Wig Dragon. And jewelry and shoes and, and clothing. And I remember you had I, a tiara collection at one of our writer sprint things. Um, <laughs> the tiara collection is technically right there. Oh, see, see? Can't get away from man. I was like, I don't even have one. I at least need one for emergencies. Yeah, you know? that, mm-hmm. that's, it's, I love 
I love my crowns. I don't I don't really wear them out very much. I, the the calls is actually what I use them the most. But they just it there's there's there, there was a meme I saw about somebody who had a sword. Oh, I don't have my swords up. You took them to the front room. <laughs> Usually there's two swords behind me right here. Gotcha. Um there was somebody who who asked her brother for a sword for Christmas and he got her one and she's like, I don't know what to do with this. But every time she goes out to like a job interview or a date or something, she'd get all fancy. She'd put on her high heels. She'd go take her sword and she'd just click, click through the tile of her kitchen, just like holding the sword. And it, she just said it was like this amazing confidence booster for her. And that's kind of always say it stuck with me. And I'm like, you know, like... You it feel, just made her feel powerful. You feel awesome with a sword and like with a crown. Like that's kind of the same thing for me. So I'm like, sometimes I just want to wear a crown. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Totally makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah we, no, the swords that we have, we use them to open, you know, like champagne. Yeah. We I totally I mean, I have do. this one next to me. That That's my letter opener. Oh, see? See, swords are good for opening things. Yeah, it's a thing now. Every 4th of July and every New Year's, all the kids get out with the swords. They think it's the funniest thing because it just has to be anything that's really pressurized. So mm -hmm. even those the kid drinks that are like the cider, that's all carbonated. They'll just we'll take the paper off and then poof, you can just open them right up. So they have so much fun. That is, so, is kind of great. I'm that's what lie. swords are used for in our household. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, open um, people. We don't. We don't. No, no, we don't need to open people. We open. People. Although I have looked that up, that is one of my awkward like author questions that I I Google on how long does it take somebody to die if they're been <laughs> slit. Like, yeah. Hey FBI, I promise I'm not spreading a pathogen. I just really want to know how it works so I can write a book. Yep. 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 Yeah. Henry says so much fun. Yeah, we do it a lot at his house and we have to go find the little tops because that's the problem, right? After you, then they're off and, and it's always dark and you're like, where did it go? Yeah. Um, Maverick likes sabering open bottles. Yes, it's a lot of fun. And Justin said swords are the ultimate multi-tool. Yeah, see, small ones can open envelopes. Larger ones can open, open bottles. It people. just totally works. Pressurized bottles only though. Um, Pressurized bottles only. Yeah, because the other, it's actually the pressure behind it that helps push it away. So if you if you do another bottle, you can still probably pop the top, but you're more likely to get glass in the drink, right? Yeah. You're more likely to have it shatter instead of pop off. But because of the pressure and the pressurize, it pushes all the glass away. So now yeah. it's still safe to drink what's in there. That's fair. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. It's pretty fun. Um, Let's see. So events like Dragon Con and Superstars and these things we're talking about, they introduced us to so many people. Have you had an encounter that really changed your life? I'm trying to think. Um, I, I would say Emerald City Comic Con was actually probably one of my first ones. Um, oh. I That's on our up, bucket list. We want to go I to that. I snuck onto a panel there. Did you? It's <laughs> so smart of you. So I, I had been I had been at LTUE and it was it was in February and then Emerald City was in March. And I I uh, was talking to one of the other authors and I'm like, yeah, they have you listed for Emerald City, but I thought you said you weren't going. And they're like, I'm not. <laughs> Little and I'm did like, you know. Well, they've got you listed for this one panel. And they're like, well, you should just go on it. I was like, maybe I will. And I had applied for, I thought I had applied for guest status. But really, it was just for like a pro badge for like people like you. Like just mm -hmm. 
bloggers and news people. I basically got the news guest. Yeah, I'll take it. I was like, all right, I got the pro pro pass, but it was just mm-hmm. like a news guest pass. So they, I was like, I thought they were going to put me on panels and they didn't. So like, I'm like, all right, well, I know this one panel is not going to have this person. So I showed up to it. <laughs> and like, I saw the people who were supposed to be on the panel beforehand. And I was like, uh-huh. I, I kind of walked up and I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm here for the panel. And they're like, oh, we don't have to. I'm like, oh, like, like they were supposed to tell you. Like, didn't they? I, <laughs> didn't they tell you? They just told me I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> they just told me. And, and so hey. she's like, okay. She's like, well, okay, well, we'll just make you a name tag and you can go on. And so the panel starts and they then the, the MC starts talking. And I'm like, oh, oh, shit. I really shouldn't have been on this panel. <laughs> the tape was misleading. It was so mis- It was a horror panel, and I'm like, "Oh, horror is like the one genre I hate so much." <laughs> You're like, like, I don't even know what to say. I'm gonna BS my way through this entire panel, and I did. I BSed my way through that whole panel. And, That's fantastic. But because of that, I made a really good friend. Who was on that panel with me? Mm-hmm. You might have heard of Jonathan Mayberry. Oh yes, I've been on panels with him too. He's awesome. So nice. It was, but like I became his Sherpa for the rest of the con because I like didn't have anywhere else to go because I was like I thought I was going to be on panels and I'm not. But like I walked around trying to figure out where everything was and now I know where everything is. So like I took him to meet Ian Summerholder and just like Ian Ian to this day thinks that I am Jonathan's assistant. <laughs> Well, at that event, you became his handler, so kind of. Called me Sherpa. I've done it a couple other times for him too, because I'm just like, ah, I know where you're supposed to be. Like, I'm keeping track of this. Like, let's go. I know where it is. I have the spreadsheet. I am prepared. Let us go. I do. I make spreadsheets for my cons of all of the places I'm supposed to be and like what rooms and like I do. I do it. Yep, me too. I color code them so I know what's the top priority. Yes. So if something's too full or I change my mind at the last minute, I know what the second priority is. Uh-huh. Yeah. I and mean, this is like necessary. I'm going to support my friends at and like all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Yep. Yep. Spreadsheets are life. Same thing. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, I would say that was because he, he turned out to be just a really good friend and mentor and like help. He's part of the reason why I got I made it to 20 books and then. That I met the people there. The the two people that he told me to say hi to there are the reason I went to Superstars. And nice. So yeah, Jonathan's I, awesome. He's been a guest on this podcast. That's how awesome he is. He's he's amazing. Yeah, he is really awesome. I he's quite like, enjoy that man. Oh, I guess people I probably won't know. In in Lotus Lake, there is a character that's that's the main character's like in real life best friend, mm-hmm. definitely based on Jonathan. Oh, I gotta go look that one up. Notice. It, his, his, I, I'm pretty sure I named him Joe Ledger. <laughs> Which, for those who don't know, is a huge uh, character in uh, Jonathan Mayberry's series. Yeah. Um, and I've read that first book, but you know the funny part? Because we read Rotten Ruin first. Okay. So, you know, the, the middle grade zombie, mm-hmm. right? So we, yeah. we read that one first, or YA, sorry. And um, my son loved it, and he read it all. And then, so I read it, but it had been years. And then when I picked up his first Joe Ledger one, 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I should read this series too. I love this man. So I read him like, this is a really good book. Did not make a connection because Joe Ledger is in Rotten Ruin at the end of the series. Yeah, there's a, there's a crossover there. Did not make the connection. And my son, when he was reading the first Joe Ledger book, he's like, dude, that's the same Joe Ledger. I'm like, what are you talking? I'm like, oh, oh, like my son put it together. <laughs> I just totally missed it. I'm actually really excited for his new one coming out, Kicking the Damned, because it's yes. his first fantasy one. I want to see what he does with fantasy. I'm very, since I, I, he's so horror forward, I'm extremely interested to yeah. see what he does with fantasy. Which it's, it's hard because I'm like, I want to read your books and I want to watch your show and stuff. Like, I tried to read, I tried to watch Vampire Diaries when it came out, or not Vampire Diaries, V War. Oh, yes. That's yep. the word. Yep. V Wars. I watched one episode while sitting in the sunshine. Like, <laughs> I literally, I really I was like, like I'm horror. going to watch this in the middle of the day in the sunshine. Where there is nothing around to freak me out, I still, I got to the end of that first episode and was like, I'm never watching this again. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I don't do horror. No horror. (laughs) So it's really funny that I'm like friends with like the biggest horror writer, like one of the bigger horror writers. I'm just like, "Uh yeah, definitely most prolific, no doubt. Yeah. So that's hilarious. (laughs) You're like, I can't do it. Look, I love you, man, but I can't do it. I love you. I can't read the horror books. I'm so sorry. Like, (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, one of the authors we had on, she writes horror, and she writes horror. Like, it's descriptive. And so her mom's like, can I read this one? She was like, no, mom, no. <laughs> I mean, of course you can, but you you won't want to. <laughs> oh, slightly funny story. It's So my brother and I published our first books, like, almost four years ago now. It took until this summer for me to force my mother to listen to them. <laughs> to really? To one of, uh, we, we, I got her to listen to the first book. In each of our alternate series. Huh. I wonder why. Is it because she's a librarian? She thought she was going to be too critical? Or? She just, oh, gotcha. So Xander's post-apocalypse mm-hmm. doesn't really match her style. And so gotcha. we actually had her, but but it was because it was lit RPG. She's not mm-hmm. a gamer at all. Mm-hmm. So like, it was a really good thing that I made her listen to it while I was sitting there with her. Because I, I had to explain gamer terms to her <laughs> <laughs> you're like i she's like i'm lost you're like okay hold on mom it's really not that hard i promise I like I'm hot, okay grinding okay hit points all right farming like just like all of these things like uh, neat shields anything anything that you have to think about like that's just common words for gaming she's like i don't know any terms uh-huh. that i just don't don't process it because i'm just like this is just this is what we this is how we talk and part of my vocab uh-huh having to explain all of them to her i was like oh this is why there's a barrier entry this makes uh-huh. sense uh-huh. so yeah florida kevin says i wonder what percentage of authors would typically want their mothers to read their stuff i like my mom reading my stuff so i'm on that side i mean i i i think it's xander and i are so xander's my brother but again we we read each other like we're always been discussing books and i was editing his oh nice yeah and so you knew his intimately <laughs> i knew his and i'm I, I i i joke with fans like if he ever dies like i'm gonna spoil the ending i'm not gonna write it but i'll spoil it for you <laughs> just so you know <laughs> just so you know what happens like i will do that i'm not gonna write it because i can't do I, I i can't but like when he first started, I was like, you will write in fragmented sentences and I'm going to hurt you if you don't fix this. 
Yeah, common complaint. So I'm like, I had to people. like go through him like chapter by chapter. Like, okay, these are all of the things you're doing wrong, so that he would learn to do them right. Mm-hmm. But when it came time to my books, I'm like, okay, first of all, they're not his cup of tea. Like, I had too much of a teenage girl tone apparently for him. I don't know. It is a very but, teenage girl tone, but I mean, that's what we like, so it's fine. I know. Yeah, I I, I enjoy it's it. It's just not what he likes. Yeah, it's not, it's not what he likes. Um, he's very much a hardened military guy. Mm. And nothing, there's nothing against that, but no. um, he is also, he was my tormentor growing up. <laughs> so the voices actually make sense to me. <laughs> yes. And, and and so, like, what happened was he, he asked me the question. He's like, okay, I can be your cheerleader or your critic, but I can't be both. And I was like, you know how to hit me harder than anyone else. I can't let you be my critic. You yeah. can just be... Go books. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what I chose so that he doesn't break me down crying. And mm-hmm. and his 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 contributions to my books is that every time I am trying to write a terrible blurb, <laughs> I go and I explain my books really terribly to him. And then he writes me the beginnings of a blurb. Nice. And then I go and I expand on it. But he has started every single one of my blurbs. He does the first draft. He's like, I'll get the first draft for you. He gets the he gets the first draft of the blurb for me. And then I, I go and I fix it. But very helpful. It is. It is. Because it's also it's it's someone who I'm like, I have to explain all of the things because he doesn't know what's going on. And so like I have to figure out what the pertinent points to tell him are. And like it's it's a really helpful like bouncing ideas off of him. And we do that, which is how I know the end of his book. Because we bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah, Magnino Mage says, Ah, yes, the role of the older sibling. No one gets to pick on my sibling but me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I'm the youngest of five. Oh, man, you got it hard. (laughs) Well, it was really just him. Oh. He was the next one, so everyone else picked on him, and then he took it out on me. Well, you know, rolls downhill. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, it, it makes a little bit more sense when you we think about like, so there's my oldest brother, two years later, my twin sisters, two years later, him, five years later, me. Ah, so there's so a huge separation There's more too, of yeah. a gap between me and him than there is between the four of them combined. Gotcha. So he was the youngest for a while. <laughs> well, you know, we have done such a great job that we have hit the lightning round. Ready for the lightning round? Yes. All right. First, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, I don't really. Well, I would, can you I, eat ice cream? I know you said there were so I, many things you couldn't eat. Yeah. There was a I, there. I, I thought I was lactose intolerant for years because the doctor told me I was. <laughs> I wasn't. So I can <laughs> eat it now. Um, but I just never really got back into the habit. Um, I would probably say moose tracks, honestly. I really liked like the chocolate chunks of caramel and chocolate and things like that. Chocolate caramel. Yeah. Um, Now as a Jonathan Mayberry fan, then this, this should actually fit, even though you hate horror, I'm going to ask you anyways, it's now become a necessary question. Can zombies climb? Um, So in Siphon, uh, you, you guys, I think you've read it. Yeah. I've read the beginning. I've not read the whole thing. Okay. So this might be a little spoilery then. (laughs) Well, don't be too spoilery because all of the audience is going to. So you choose. You're the author. You know what's okay Okay. to spoil. So I have a monster called the Mesmer. And they are basically 
zombies, virus zombies, and they do climb. Oh, so in that case, zombies are climbing on this one. There you go. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Neither. I don't drink either. Really? Mm-mm. It's a religious thing. I don't drink coffee, tea, alcohol, drugs, anything. Yeah. Excellent. It's much healthier than what juice. I drink all the time. I like juice. I am addicted to juice, though, and I was really addicted to Mountain Dew at one point. I've kicked that addiction for almost a full year now. So oh, yay! Congratulations! It'll be a year in March, but yeah, I, uh, I, I was severely addicted to caffeine <laughs> through Mountain Dew for a while, and I had like, massive headaches bad. when I decided to go cold turkey on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, You're I like, nope, I'm doing it. I'm around. doing it. So, yes. yes. Yeah, that, that was my guess, too. Yes. The audience figured you audience. out. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't try to hide it. No, it's pretty obvious at that point, too. Um, let's see. They liked your ice cream choice. There was a question I was going to read. Oh, Onerous. Onerous says that uh, they never thought of the Mesmer as zombie-like. Interesting. Ooh, you yeah. opened their mind. Now they're going to look at that a little closer. Yeah, that's that's kind of... A, the, it, it's a virus that transforms humans into the monster. And so I just... In my head, it's a zombie. Yeah, makes sense to me. There's all kinds of zombies. Who is your favorite band or musician? Oh, gosh. I told you we asked the hard question. You thought I was kidding. Um, I actually, I think it's probably going to be Peter Collins. He is a YouTube acapella artist. Interesting. Uh, he does really cool. But the, the nice thing about it is that he covers, like, everyone else's music. So I have so many bands all in one person. All in one. Cool, like, like you just sing it for me. I love that song. <laughs> so yeah, no, like there's like all of my favorite songs. Like he's done covers for most of them. So that's I so cool. that that's the easy cheat is that he covers so many of them. Clever. Clever. Maverick agrees. Also loves Pete. He's he's amazing. I loved working with him. Like he was such a nice guy. Uh, his family is just they're so adorable. Um, I got I yeah I was working at an ad agency and I did a music video. Um, so. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So much experience, which is so typical of writers, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I job hopped for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then we use it all in our books. Yes. Um, where would you like to vacation? Um. I really want to go on the vacation that I have actually planned to go on last year. (laughs) (laughs) You made plans last year? You were so brave. Oh, oh, it was before COVID hit. We had this whole European tour. Like, I was going to go to Italy and um, England and Ireland and Holland. And um, the first stop was going to be Italy. And it was ground zero of where COVID breakout happened there. And it happened two weeks before I was supposed to go. Oh, no. I was so very, so very, very angry at that. Um, however, the other place that is, like, super on my bucket list is Japan and China. I, I that makes sense, considering the whole translation background. I yeah. get it. Yeah. So, where can fans find you and your work? Um the easiest way to find me is actually on Facebook. Uh, I have a Facebook group called Jay Boyce's Fantastic Fanatics. Um, I You can also just find, I have a page on there that's just like Facebook something something slash siphoner. 
Um, you can find me on my website, jboys.com. Um, that should also have um, links to my Discord, which is really one of the best ways to talk and interact with me. And then also my Patreon um, is a really good way. You can just look it up under jboys, and that should come up. It's also like slash siphoner, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I used that a lot at the beginning, and it's just kind of stuck. It's smart. It's smart. Marketing. It's yeah. part of the gig, man. Part of the gig. Yeah. Well, oh, excellent. Oh, sorry, there's yes. one more thing. I, I guess people can find me in person at things. <gasps> <laughs> Do you so, know any coming up? Go ahead. Yes. So in February, I get, I'll be at Superstars, so I'll see you. Yes. Uh, but also, like I said, that next week I'm going to be at uh, LTV, which is Life, the Youth, Universe, and Everything. Um, yep, I, I will. Uh, that's in Provo. Um, it's just a little little con. Um, and then in, I think it's in April, I'm going to be at NorwestCon, which is here in Washington. Um, and then in, like, September, I'm at DragonCon and FanX. Pretty sure that's when those are. Mm-hmm. And, oh, also, like, maybe June or July, whenever Emerald City is. Also that one. Lots of things. So many. We're going in person again. So excited. Yes, we'll be at Dragon Con too, no doubt. We have to. It's required. It's 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 literally the best place. I love Dragon Con. No doubt. No doubt. Awesome, awesome. All right. So now that Jay is your new favorite author, please make sure to review her work wherever it is that you get your books. You can also review this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also um I always get it backwards. Follow us on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash CursedDragonship. Or you can subscribe on YouTube. And that one is CursedDragonship.com slash YouTube. So uh, we will see you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central with Nathan. And he's in the chat. Maybe he can get the name right. It's either Amai, Nathan Amai, or Nathan Amaya. I was thinking Amaya. I'm sorry, Nathan. I don't actually know how to say your last Yeah, I don't either. So guess what? Amy. 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 Oh, there you go. Nathan, Amy. That doesn't make sense. There's two E's on there. Yeah, come on now. You're killing us. All right. So Nathan, Amy will be on next week. So we'll see you then. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs>